Hello everyone and welcome to the Artful Athlete podcast episode 99. Next week will be episode 100. It's good. It's good. It's a reason for celebration. And because of how many times I have felt deeply disheartened over the past few months. It's hitting a goal, it's it's a milestone, a little something for me to rejoice and celebrate. Even if that celebration is small and only involves, I don't know, me grabbing an ice cream or other little treat and sitting in the sun to celebrate, it still counts. Because it's not as much about the size of the celebration as it is about recognizing the journey so far. It's a milestone thing. And when you're disheartened and disappointed and feeling low, having something, no matter how small you deem it to be, but having something to celebrate keeps you afloat and keeps you going. There's loads of reasons why we can feel disheartened about life, about creation, about our own situation. Could be that you poured your heart and soul into a project, an application, an interview, and it falls through. Could be that you really thought you had it this time. You dotted the I's and crossed the T's, you felt satisfied and hopeful, and still the carpet was swept from under your feet. Could be that you had a certain vision or expectations as to how everything was going to pan out, and it didn't come to be. And now, Nothing tastes good anymore, nothing lights you up, and you're probably blaming yourself for feeling that way. Whether it's an industry, people, a situation, and sometimes even all these and more, there are moments when you just don't have it in you anymore to put your heart into things. Because you're tired, and your own energy and hope supply is quite low. And it can feel like you're drifting away, like you're not fully in life anymore. You're sort of watching it pass by. And that adds more sadness to this already run-down, soul-inside-a-meat-suit vision of you. If you're like me, and you tend to always aim to be proactive in your life, go-getter, goal-setter, solution-driven person, when in that state of disheartedness, not sure if that's an English word, but that's the one I'm going to roll with because I like the sound of it. So when you're in that state of disheartedness, making yourself work on a practical solution doesn't necessarily help. There are moments and periods like that when even practical solutions and techniques feel too much. It's overwhelming and almost paralyzing too. Because practical solutions and problem-solving-oriented solutions can feel... How can I phrase it? It's a case of... I'm already so tired and empty and drained out, I don't have the energy for this. Yeah, that's what it is. It feels like you don't have the energy. Or what it takes to work with this solution, because it feels like work, hard work. And because you're already running on a limited supply, it's overwhelming to think about mustering enough energy and strength to kickstart this solution on top of living. And then you can get yourself trapped in a loop because 
if you don't have the strength and energy to even work yourself out of this situation through a practical type of work, then you disappoint yourself even more and you feed the disheartedness even more. And, <laughs> pardon my French, but it's a bitch! It really is! There you are, already feeling low, and you drag yourself even lower by telling yourself you're not even worthy of being a worm because you can't work on the solution yourself because it involves using something you don't see yourself having anymore. And you're normally so driven and you've got all of these solutions and techniques that you know that are at hand, but it's too much. There is a time for driven solutions and there is a time for gentle solutions and rest. What I'd put under driven solution would be basically anything that requires my full active participation. Listening to a TED talk, Finally, doing that online course you signed up for ages ago. Journaling and self-authoring. Putting yourself out there. When I'm in a deep low, you can tell me all about this meditation or that online workshop or that book to read. I'll nod, take it in, but chances are I'll never touch it. Or I won't touch it for a very long time, not while I'm like this. Also, unrelated, but did you know that one of the overlooked signs of low mood is struggling with reading? I was talking to a CBT specialist earlier this year, and when she said that, a lot of things clicked for me. I mean, reading is an entire topic altogether when it comes to my case, because of my health and academic history. So I'll talk about it with you in a full episode, I promise, because having debated the issue with friends and fellow creatives and coaches over the years when it comes to reading. It's something that I'd love to share with you, because also I would love to hear your thoughts about it. Is reading overwhelming to you? Or does it tire you? We'll get there, eventually. We'll get there. <laughs> I'll put it on the list of future episodes. So these could be driven solutions. What I see as gentle solutions well, that would walk the line of holistic lifestyle, self-care, and the practice of refueling. I'll tell you what these have been for me. Audiobooks. We were speaking of reading. Audiobooks are something really close to my heart. Being able to dive into a story that takes me away and does not require anything from me. It doesn't require anything from me. Another example, which does require something from me, but it's running. Because over the past couple of years, running has become a form of meditation for me. It's a moment where I get to practice my breath and I can just leave everything behind. It's become something that's part of me in my lifestyle and I, I need it because reasons. So it doesn't, even though it's an active behavior, it doesn't require too much of me. But we're all different, remember, we're all different. A gentle solution is something that you can just do and it feels right for you and you feel good doing it and you don't need to muster up extra energy, extra courage, extra anything to get into it. So running is one of them for me. Food and eating to find ways to refuel the mind through the body is another gentle solution. Surrendering to musics and frequencies 
is another one, very gentle, that I, I love very much. I use an app called Insight Timer. My elder brother recommended it to me a few years ago, and I've not stopped using it since he recommended it. So <laughs> it's something I'm definitely passing on to everyone I talk to. It's a great app, and I'm not sponsored or anything. I use the free version. It's, it gives you access to so much. And you can filter it. Like, I don't necessarily want to be looking for a specific guided meditation. I like to let my brain and my mind and my heart surrender to music. So you, I go into the audio filters and then select how long I would like the audio to be. And uh, you can click on a thing that basically says, oh, would you like a female voice or a male voice or something else? Or would you like no voice at all and just music? And that's what I click. Just listening to soundscapes that stimulate my brain in a good way helps a lot. I can put it on at night before I go to sleep and it will turn itself off automatically. I can have it on if I'm sitting down in the sun or if I'm cooking, whatever. Just having gentle sound stimulation so that it relaxes the brain. Walks in nature helps. Confiding in friends and allowing myself to be supported is another one. And then it's the little things. Because the goal with the gentle solutions is to reconnect to the lightness of living. What would you associate actually with the lightness of being? Exploring that question will help you see where you find lightness and maybe invite you to explore other activities or bring some of the stuff that you know feel light on you back in. Disheartened. The word itself tells you everything you need to know. This is a privative, it's a prefix that comes from the old Latin and the cult of Pluto, otherwise known as Hades. This means apart, as in being apart, which, considering that Pluto Hades was the king of the underworld, that apart takes a greater meaning. And it shows you the actual distance of that apart. Disheartened. Apart from the heart. So if my heart and I are apart, I need to find a way to rebuild that relationship. To create a space where both heart and I can go and meet once again. We're lucky in the sense that, because we've known our heart for a fair amount of years, having lived and grown and experienced life together, we can summon the images and memories that gives us clues about what our heart enjoyed and where it danced with that lightness of being. And just like Rome wasn't built in a day, it's not going to happen instantly. So let's start with the little things, with the foundations. It's spiritual and invisible architecture. You want to start by painting a wall yellow inside your heart or your mind's eye. Bloody do it. Create a blend of little moments and rituals, be it in the way you put moisturizer on, the meals you prepare, the small walks, even if it's a 10 minute one around your block, it still counts. It's not about quantity, it's about starting somewhere and making sure that moment is solely dedicated to your heart, to what you would like to feel on the other side of that 10-minute moment, that 5-minute moment, that 20-minute moment. But implement one thing at a time. 
Because ultimately, like calls to like. It may have started with making sure I left the house for 10, 20 minutes a day, but it will grow and call for more light. Maybe the next step will be switching things up in your living, working and creative space, leading to another step of wanting to change your bedtime and wake-up times. One thing I will also say is to be careful with the amount and the type of content you're spending time with. Anything that fuels anxiety, that makes you angry, that fuels the dragging energies, cut it out. Or if you can't, then limit it. Or create boundaries that protect you from getting too much from this. Because remember, it's about reconnecting to lightness. I've said it a lot of times in the past, however long this episode has been. But that's what it's about, reconnecting to lightness and bringing some of that back into the heart. Personally, over the past few months, I've fallen into a fantasy book series and being able to escape to that world, which is not really all lovey-dovey and light, to be honest, has been a wonderful thing. I also finished a game I had started a few months ago set in ancient Egypt. That gave me the feels and having the feels is good because then I remember my heart is there and I can get passionate about things. I've been exploring myths and stories around certain mythical and mystical figures, and that has sparked my imagination again. And my writing. My vision. Sure, I'm not back 100%, and there's still lots of work to do, and a few heavy thoughts at the back of my mind some days, but I'm crossing these waters at my own pace, knowing full well that some days are high, some days are low, and some days are neutral. I stay in life. I invite you to make yourself look at your surroundings and everything as if it were the first time you saw it. How does that tree look? How do these walls look? That pillow really clashes with the rest of the vibe of this place. The blue of the river is closer to a brown because of the sediment and the rain. That cloud definitely looks like a monkey. I hope you find a way to reconnect to your lightness. Takes time, takes patience, takes a lot of compassion and a lot of loving, but it genuinely helps until you have refueled enough to do more. I'm sending you all lots of love and lightness and I'll catch you next week for episode 100. Speak to you soon. 